What have you got there, mate? Just a glass of wine. All right. How is it? It's all right, I guess. I mean, obviously, it's not really delicious, like a pint from Beer 52. Well, it's a good job that this episode of Podcast Secrets of the Pharaohs is sponsored by Beer 52, the world's number one beer club. With Beer 52, you'll receive a case of beer every month featuring craft beers from all over the world, including Belgium, California, New Zealand and more. As well as getting eight free beers, you'll also receive the award-winning magazine Ferment, as well as a couple of different snacks. Perfect for a night in, or an innocent picnic in the park. For the last time, it was a picnic. You couldn't see the snacks. We had two different types of snacks. Best of all, you can pause or cancel your membership at any time, so you don't need to worry about the ombudsman coming to get you if you want to take a break from your membership. So seriously, what are you waiting for? If you want to get started with a free case of beer, head to beer52.com forward slash peep to access your first case for free. Eight beers, Beer 52. Eight. That's insane. All you need to do is pay the £5.95 for postage. And don't worry if you're not a fan of dark beers, there is a light option available. So that's beer52.com forward slash peep to get your first Beer 52 case for free. Poor me. Poor me. Pour me another glass from Beer 52. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome to Podcast Secrets of the Pharaohs, a podcast all about discussing and reviewing the British sitcom Peep Show. My name's Tom Harrison, and I'm joined, as always, by Rob Graham. Hello! And this week we'll be discussing episode three of series four, Jim. How you doing, Rob? I'm alright, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good, thank you. Looking forward to getting into this one? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's been uh, it's been really good to be back now in series four. Yeah, I've had two good episodes. Yeah. Heading uh, we're halfway through now, and we've had the exciting Paul Clayton we interview, did, yeah. which has been a lot of fun. So, and this has been a really good series um, to look at. So, I'm, I've really enjoyed not just being back doing the podcast, but um, there's some great stuff to look forward to. In just this rewatching series. this episode and this series again is a good series to yeah to be involved in. Although I think. We, before we watched this episode, I think we sort of said, oh, after the first two crackers, is this one going to live up to yeah. quite the heights? Um, but we'll get into that as we, yeah, as we discuss. So. Um, we just want to start by um, shouting out our patrons. We did it towards the end um, of the episode, the last two, but we wanted to shout them out to begin with. So we did. So, yeah, so uh, Darren Friedrichs and Robert Horvath, you are our, our two patrons at the moment. A big thank you to... Um, everything you're doing um, again like we talked about at the end of last week's episode they didn't want to shout out um, anything sort of any businesses we offered them the chance to shout out any businesses with their with their tier package they've got um, but they just wanted to give us a shout out on our own podcast which is always nice <laughs> yeah. um, but if you do want to get involved um, on Patreon and just give a little bit back to the podcast um, then we'll leave the um, link on the bio of this episode yeah absolutely so for those if anyone doesn't know or hasn't heard in the previous episodes what patreon is it's just essentially um like a tipping platform basically so if if you're feeling generous and fancy sort of like buying rob and i a drink um it essentially sort of works like that it's a similar sort of system so but there's there's no pressure but and there's sort of rewards for it so we've got sort of tiers to our system that people can get special rewards exclusive content you can join our discord 
Um, you, can you can come, come on, on the show. Join us. Um, so have a look at what's on offer, um, and yeah, see if you, see if you fancy joining us. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's dive into episode three of series four then, which is called Jim. So the synopsis. In an attempt to spend as little time as possible with his fiancée, Mark joins the gym, partnering up with supposed legendary personal trainer Matt Townsend. Meanwhile, Nancy's return to London pulls Jeremy out of his post-Big Sue slump, but immediately throws him into a whole new one as he attempts to win her back. So, what are your general thoughts on Jim? Um, Yeah, I think it's a good episode. Um, I think it doesn't quite live up to episode one and two, um, but... I don't think it really can after the uh, conference episode. I think we're always going to have a bit of a lull. Um, and I think watching it um, for, for for my notes, I realised it's a better episode than I give it credit for. I think we automatically don't like it because there's a character within it that we don't like. Um, <laughs> and Matt Townsend isn't a very likeable character. So I think we expect not to like the episode, but it's got some absolutely like cracking lines in this episode. And yeah. like Jez is absolutely hilarious i think this is one of my favorite episodes so far for jez on its own yeah i was definitely laughing out loud whilst making notes for this one um yeah i agree i think probably the weakest of this series for me um but i think because it sits in the middle of an overall sort of superb six episode run of of series four that that's no disservice to this episode like not by a long shot so i still really enjoyed it the continuation of the Mark and Sophie storyline um, is really nice and we didn't look at it too much in conference um, as it wasn't central, but now it is quite central to the plot again. So we take another deep dive into their relationship, which is fascinating to watch. Um, and so while that's sort of the, the like the slow burner plot line, um, something that goes across the whole series, we then have... Jeremy, on the other hand, who's sort of just yo-yoing back and forth now. He was with Nance, then he's was with Big Sue's, and now Nancy's coming back. So it's interesting to see him just like leaping all over the shop while um, Mark is like the, the long slog. Yeah, and when he's on his impending walk to doom, isn't he? Like, yeah, he knows. And I think, like watching it, he really this episode really conveys the actual nitty gritty of what Mark's going through. Um, and I think it actually delves quite deep into their relationship and the real core issues that are the problems within their relationship. I think quite often we gloss over the top of Mark and Sophie's relationship, their marriage. Well, actually, I think this is one of the few episodes where we really go into it. Mm. More from Mark's perspective, because Sophie's only in three scenes. Yeah. She's only really in at the beginning... In one episode in the mid, uh, one scene in the middle, and then at the end, yeah, uh, she's not a prominent character. No, she's not actually. From Mark's perspective, which ultimately is what Peep Show is, <laughs> yeah, it's a very interesting delve into the dynamics and and just exactly why it's going wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. Um, all right, should we jump into it then? Let's do it. So we open with what looks like the end of an argument. We're sort of in the flat hallway, aren't we? And and Sophie is looking, to, she's sort of storming out almost. Yeah, it's not even storming out quite as much. It's just a very sort of passive aggressive. Yeah. Um, everything all right? Yeah, fine. Like, it's not a slanging match. They're not shouting at each no. other. They're just, um, yeah, it's fine. It's fine, whatever. So we've obviously missed the actual crux of 
the argument, although Mark fills us in immediately. OK, so I'll see you at the office then. Yep. Uh, everything all right? Yep, fine, sure. It's what I said about her trainers. She shouldn't have asked me if she didn't want to know. They are a bit clumpy. She's so moody. I'm marrying her. What more does she want? And everyone can relate back to that story. Yeah. Um, where your partner's asked you your opinion on something and you've given their... <laughs> and you know you shouldn't give the honest opinion, but you do. Ah, uh, see, I'm I'm a big fan of being honest with... If, if my fiancé comes in... She quite often asks, I don't know why, but she asks me for advice or my opinion on, like, all the clothes and things she gets. And I'll happily tell her, like, no, nah, I don't like that. It's a dangerous game, though, mate. Like, I, my wife dyed her hair a month ago, a couple of months ago. Oh, you know, that's more dangerous. And you can't take I'm going to say this back. on the podcast. <laughs> it went a bit yellow. She was going for blonde. It went yellow. She asked me what my opinion was. And I said... I can't get get it right here because if it if you, if I say yes it looks fine and you go out and somebody goes oh bloody hell your hair's yellow you're gonna say you didn't tell me that it was yellow yeah. if I tell you that it looks really yellow you're gonna cry because your hair looks yellow <laughs> so I'm on a hiding to nothing it's here a, yeah it's a bit of a minefield um, but I, I find it interesting because it's very much feels like Mark is speaking out in this way because. He's almost got no fear because, like, what's the worst that could happen? She's not going to marry him? Yeah. That's what he wants. And then he wins. And I can relate in with an ex-girlfriend I had when I was towards the end, just getting, like, fed up with it all. It, it almost just, like, frees you up. Like, uh, yeah. it's like a superpower. Like, you what's can going say to whatever happen? you want. If you have an argument with me and decide you want to break up with me, it's a win-win situation. Yeah, like, yeah. fuck it. Like, if we're going to get down to it, then, like, why not? So I can, I can kind of relate to Mark in, in that aspect. I mean, it's a horrible place to be in, for sure. But, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, but he, I can see. But he even goes on to say, he's like, she's so moody. I'm marrying her. What more does she want? As though he's some <laughs> sort of, like, Casanova. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, she's getting the man of her dreams. Yeah. No, she just wants a baby by literally any man as long as it's before <laughs> she's 30. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's a sad situation to see Mark in. And I think because people can relate really well to that conversation they've obviously just had. But they're, what, weeks, months away from their wedding? Yeah. And they're having this level of, like, her storming out on him, effectively. Yeah. As, as we still acknowledge, they're not living together. No. Yeah, they're getting yeah. married in about <laughs> six months' time. Um, so it just seems, I've written in my notes, in bold, he definitely doesn't want to marry her. Like, yeah. There's no like aspect here where yeah he just wants it to, wants her to do it for him almost yeah. like he's not going to pull the trigger on it yeah um, but on more pressing concerns um, Jez seems to be doing something that's slightly more interesting to Mark yeah. <laughs> um, and he's doodling isn't he um, and Mark sort of questions what he's doing and he's doodling a logo for apparently when people are in touch about doing baseball caps with the initials on yeah um, so I don't know what, I don't know what's happened between uh, conference and now to send Jez's life into a um... well as Mark says it's good to be prepared oh yeah <laughs> for quite when that eventuality does come come into fruition um and then we also see um, he's been drawing pictures of Big Sue's as well. He does, but before that, we see that it's a po- he's been doodling on the post, hasn't he? That's that's yes. Mark's first bone of like bone of contention. <laughs> yeah, is that it's on his post, and when he opens the post, he sees that it's from Matt Townsend, who I can only presume is 
like the 21st century Mr. Motivator. Like yeah. he's he's Joe Wicks. He's uh, yeah. <laughs> he's 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 some big name in that area of London. And he says, "Oh my God!" Like he's only the best personal trainer in South London, according yeah. to Johnson. Yeah, interesting that um, we touched on it at the end of last episode, but everything seems to be fine with Mark and Johnson now. Like Johnson's recommending people to Mark, so clearly they're you know after the catastrophe yeah of a balls up that project zeus was and johnson was saying how mark would be dead within the month well that never really gets cleared up does it no it doesn't even when johnson's in later in in this series we still don't have any sort of clear up yeah that's as far as it goes um so mark is aware that he's now got this window um and he's got a window and he's opening it just for me he's got a window jeremy he's got a window and he's opening it for me mark are you having some kind of mental breakdown just joining a gym, get some exercise and, and some time. Not away from Sophie, just without her. You should join up too. You get a free pen. I don't need to pay money to join a gym. The world is my gym. The hills, the trees, the rivers, they are my gym. Yeah, well, the world is my gym too. It's just a bit of it that's actually a gym. That's going to be my gym. And that's when he sees Big Sue's drawing, or the drawing yeah. of Big Sue's. that's right. Um, looks nothing like her. No, I mean, they almost made look a, a bit um, like caricature. Yeah, I mean, he's going through a tough time. <laughs> like, we don't know how long it's been since she broke up with him, like, in the reality of time. Yeah. But a few weeks? Maybe, yeah. A, few, a month at the most? Like, not that long in the general scheme of things, but I suppose because Johnson's still on the scene... He's got that connection still to Big Sue's. Yeah. Like, he's still going to be aware of her. Um, yeah. He's still going to hear stories of her through Johnson, through Mark, back to... Yeah, Johnson. it's not like last time when they... They weren't even technically together, apparently, but broke up when she just left for ages and then seen yeah. each other for was it 18 months or something. Yeah. Like she's still in and around his life in some way, yeah. even if it's like a fairly loose connection. Yeah. Um, but we discover he's really not over it because he's then saying that he's going to get some dog shit and put it into carrier bags. He asked Mark for some spare carrier yeah. bags, so he's going to collect some dog shit. Jez looks in a bad way. Like I think he does a he does a quick movement, and I don't even know um, whether it was a deliberate move by Robert Webb. But as he sort of stands up, he sort of like rubs his eye with the back of his hand in this sort of like, oh my god, I've been up for three days doing all of this yeah. type look. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you look a bit haggard and. Like you're really struggling to come to terms with this. Yeah, it's taken its toll on him physically as well. Yeah, okay. So then we jump forward and Mark's first session at the gym has, has just ended. Um, and so we meet Matt, don't we? The, sort of the, the personal training the personal guru. Trainer. Um, and I do like Matt's style of training where he just slags the person well, off. Well, he's obviously like... done something to help Mark because we come into this scene with Mark's monologue saying my new life has begun everything is going to be different yeah and that's after his first session yeah um, basically like the same old sweeping statement from Mark but is it going to last is it going to last yeah everything is going to be different well done today dude you slacked off a bit on the treadmill at the end remember Mark a champion is someone who gets up even when they can't okay okay yeah that's probably exactly the kind of bullshit I'm going to need to believe in my new life. I did think as this scene as he walks back into the change room and he's got that sort of grey polo shirt on that's so sweaty, I was like, 
that's what I look like when I go to the gym. Yeah. I've not been to the gym for years, but like that's what I look like when I go to the gym. He looks he looks very like typical bloke at the gym. Yeah. But it, not one of those sort of like bodybuilder blokes. Oh god no. I always think it is weird when you see Mark in a like an active like doing anything active. Like oh when, when he, he runs football, with big suits. Yeah, when he runs with big suits. It's just he just doesn't suit it. Well really. David Mitchell just hasn't got the like it's like the movement. It's not like it's just an odd thing to see. He's not he's not a sporty type person. You watch some no. people and you're like, I can see the way you move. You're a dancer or you're a gymnast or whatever. He just doesn't move as though he's able to do sport. Yeah. No, so, I completely agree. No offence, David. Yeah. No. <laughs> so they're getting changed in the in the changing rooms and uh Matt's quite quick to he's not really shy of getting his body out, nope. so off off they come. And he's Mark, well cut in fairness. Like, yeah, he's no, he in good. shape. Yeah, definitely. Um, Show me such a prick, otherwise you'd be quite the uh, catch for somebody. I don't mind, Matt. Do you know? Oh, my word. Uh, I don't know, maybe if he was in more episodes, he would grate on me a bit more. I but... get that at the end of this episode, he does get stitched up, but... Yeah, by the end of it, I feel quite sorry for him. He's horrible to Mark. He's, he's really... He does nothing wrong to Jeff, uh, to Jez, but he's horrible to Mark. Like, unnecessarily horrible. <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever had any time with a personal trainer? Have you no, ever I haven't. done a personal training session at the gym? They kick you, like, metaphorically, but they don't, like, come on, fat boy, is effectively what he's yeah, saying. Yeah, to be Do fair. you want it, fat boy? Like, <laughs> yeah. really, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. So, but, yeah, anyway, we were talking about the fact he was well cut. Um, but Matt's trying to get to the nitty gritty of what Mark's there for, isn't he? And he's sort of saying, like, what are your goals? What do you want to achieve from this? Um, yeah. And he's like, I just want to get in shape for my wedding. Like, I've not got any goals, really. I don't want to die. (laughs) Um, And I just want to get in shape for my wedding. Um, Getting married. Wow, congratulations. Thanks. It's fine. Just a couple of normal guys. Oh, great. Here comes the inevitable massive dong. Just look away. If I don't look at it, it can't hurt me. You don't sound over the moon. Oh, no, God, I'm I'm over the moon. And that's not Matt's job to... No, I guess not. I wonder if it's more, like, initially it was just a joke. Like, oh, you, you don't sound too thrilled about it. And then actually it's like, yeah, no, it's because I'm seriously, like, reconsidering. Well, he says it in a really sort of faux way, doesn't he? He goes, no, oh, God, no. Yeah, I, I am over the moon. <laughs> yeah. like, David Mitchell plays that that line really well. Yeah. Um, so we get over the weird, awkward scene of Mark not wanting to shower. <laughs> You're not taking a shower? Oh, uh, no, no, I, I shower at home. Well, it's good to, you know, it clears the pores after a workout. Sure, yeah, I'm down with that. No, it's just at home I have a system. A system? I- I'll explain them to you sometime uh, over a beer. See you Friday. See ya. Oh, that was horrible. Now he probably thinks I'm embarrassed about the size of my penis. When in fact I'm not. I'm much more concerned about my misshapen scrotum. We've not heard about Mark's uh, misshapen scrotum in a while, have we? No, well, he's not. He's not been. He's, we've not seen him get any action for a while, have we? So no. I suppose he's been hibernating. He has been hibernating. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he makes that comment about, oh, like here comes the inevitable massive, massive dong. dong. <laughs> Apparently, all personal trainers are, uh, have got massive dongs. Um, but yeah, Mark's not interested in in showering, and um, so... he could have literally said, "Oh no, I've got somewhere else to be." Like, I've got a meeting at work. I've got anything yeah. just to work. I've got to be off quickly. 
Yeah. Um, I suppose that still doesn't account for why he wouldn't shower. But either way, like, he makes it so uncomfortable. Yeah, when he's talking about how he doesn't to like waste to... waste water. Yeah, but, like, the... The water's free at the... If he showers at the gym, he's saving more water than but, if he was at home. But it's that sort of thing that happened in a previous episode, I think in series one, where he sort of goes down a line and he's like, I don't know where I'm going with this. But he just digs himself a deeper and deeper hole. Yeah. Uh, but then tries to rectify it by going, I'll explain them to you uh, over a beer sometime. Yeah, tries to keep it casual. Like, like a I'm pal. Weird. Yeah. Like, keep going. Um, and as he leaves, he's like, oh, that was horrible. <laughs> like, the whole situation was uncomfortable. Um, and it's to make it even more uncomfortable, we, uh, we're reacquainted with an old flame. Hey, Corrigan, your ass is hanging out, tuck it in. Oh my God, Nancy. That's pretty bold, like, an employee. Can you imagine if just... it's not Mark either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine. Just shouting down the, the corridor at someone, telling them their ass is out. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, it's quite bold. I'm not sure I would do that. I quite like the fact that they've remembered this was where she went off to, by the way. Like, it's the sort of detail that I can imagine the writers forgetting that I presume this is the same health club that at the end of series one... Oh. Nancy goes off... End of series two. two Nancy goes off to. I hadn't thought of that. She then yeah, runs the off to the IMAX club. for a bit and then comes back. Well, when I left you guys, I was supposed to hang out with these Belgian nuns, but then I got waylaid and ended up on Crystal Meth, assistant managing the IMAX in Bradford for like a year and a half. Oh, right. Well, it's, it's really nice to see you again. Yeah, now it's great to have some downtime working here, because all that crank totally fucked with my mind. Nancy is looking mighty fine. Yeah, for she's got who's teeth on, for a start. Yeah, for being on meth for so long. Yeah. Um, yeah, she looks absolutely fine. Yeah. Are you happy to um, have her back? Uh, yeah, I quite like Nancy. She brings she a had, bit something different. Yeah, she does in her own weird but kind of wonderful way. Yeah, she's entertaining. I'll give her that. I mean, some of the nonsense she comes out with, you just sort of have to brush to one side. But she makes stuff happen at least. Yeah, and there's nothing to not really like about her. Like I know she left on a sour note at the end of series two because she found out that Jez had slept with Tony, but that wasn't her fault. No. Although, I've sort of got a point to make a little bit later as to whether she was the unreasonable one. When... Yeah, I think she does treat Jez a little bit too harshly in this, because it's yeah. not just Jez. That that whole no. relationship was messed up from the start. Absolutely. Um, but no, I'm I'm pleased to see her back, yeah. Yeah. Um, so she's, yeah, she's back. We don't know how long she's going to be back for. Um but Mark tries to keep this sort of casual conversation with her going and he's like cranking it at the IMAX. Don't yeah. I know it? Um, and it's just, again, it's just Mark in his absolute like awkward state. Um, but as Mark is walking away, um, he's he's trying to um, just deliberate as to whether he, he reveals this to, to Jez. And so he's walking back towards, presumably from the gym back towards the flat. I've got to tell Jez about Nancy. This will blow him away. Or could tip him over the edge. Maybe it would be kinder not to tell him. It would certainly give me a weird feeling of secret power. But before he has the chance to really make a decision on that, he, he sees a man setting fire to a post box. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, not even doing it very well. Like, it takes, if you watch that scene, it takes Jez several attempts to light the match to actually get it into the yeah. post box. There's several, like, thrown away yeah. matches before he gets that far. 
Hasn't he poured some stuff in as well? So there's a, is there a bottle? Yeah, he's going. He's like, yeah, I'm, yeah I don't know why I'm gesturing. Flammable. This is a podcast. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think he's presumably putting in some sort of alcohol, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, to set fire to it. Jesus, what's that man doing? I should do something. If decent people like me do nothing, then what? Then they'll come for the trade unionists. Although that, to be honest, wouldn't really bother me too much. Hey, I know that weird run. Jeremy? Mark? What the hell are you doing? Oh, I got a bit drunk and posted that stuff to Big Stu's, and then I sobered up and sort of had second thoughts. For God's sake, Jeremy, that's the post you set fire to, the Royal Mail. That's like burning a swan. Jed sort of has a realisation, doesn't he? He's like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, calls himself a cock ring. How many times does he do that? I thought I knew what I was doing with my life. Oh, the amount of realisations or epiphanies that Jeremy has. He has one like once a series. It's it's comical, really. But this this one's a good one. Like you said, he calls himself a cock ring. And he says, I drove Nancy away. Big Sue's left me. I just wish something would work out for me, you know. Maybe my life is just on the wrong track. And Mark says... Maybe I should tell him about Nancy, but I don't want to distract him from this massive dawning realisation. Yeah. Um, and then we quickly jump to the next morning. Oh, yeah, and you know exactly what the first scene is going to be in the, yeah. in the next bit. They, they are very good with their cut, cut to next scene. Yeah. And then, like, there comes the punchline. Like, you there's a promised. Set- <laughs> yeah, the setup is in the previous scene, and then bang, here we go. And Jez, they're at the gym, aren't they? I can't believe you saw her last night, but waited till this morning to tell me. <laughs> last night you were in a very emotional state. And by the morning, the weird feeling of secret power had started to wear off. Mark does that lots of times to Jez. And if you think of the whole thing about the money, the, the nest egg, yeah, he, he likes being dominant over Jez. Oh, 100%. And there's another example of this that will come up later that I'll, I'll talk about as well. But yeah, he definitely likes to be the one who's in control. When actually Jez has got so much shit on Mark... Like, <laughs> Jez could blow the whole wedding. I mean, like you said, Mark's got nothing to lose in that situation. Um, but Jez could blow it all apart. But I think Mark goes on to say later on in this episode, he says um, something about, like, I'm actually, I am going to go through with it. Like, I am yeah. going to marry her. <laughs> um, as though all of this is just a, I'm going to say it all in my head, but it's never actually going to come out that I don't want to marry her. Yeah. It's always going to happen. Um, so they're waiting for, for Nancy to appear, aren't they? Yes. That's what, well, Je- Jez is waiting for Nancy to appear. I don't know where the Mark is. Um, well, Mark's helping himself to the complimentary juice. Yeah. It's good, though, isn't it, the gym? Kind of like being the member of a club. Oh, uh, excuse me, uh, Eva. We're, we're out of juice. Right, but you have had a lot of juice. There is an unwritten rule about drinking all the complimentary juice. Still, if it's unwritten... Well, you do need more juice. Well, she's shitting on the gentleman's club vibe. <laughs> this is this is very David Mitchell. Like, I don't feel like David Mitchell had to do very much acting for this bit when he's like, well, if it's unwritten, yeah. we do need more juice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can just imagine him and Victoria just <laughs> out being like, rules are rules. Yeah. <laughs> I am a pedant. <laughs> um, and She uh, sort of, not storms off, but she's sort of like, she leaves like clearly... Pissed, pissed off, off with him yeah um and he comments to himself like ah oh, geez like she's shitting on the gentleman's club yeah, vibe right. um but before we know it nancy has appeared um and jez is straight up nancy hi jeremy this is so wow i didn't know you were even back in the country well here i am in the country 
Oops, better be going. Nice bumping into you. Yeah, we should get together. You know, have a drink, reminisce. About what? The time you screwed the next door neighbor right after I moved in? Or the good times. You know, the Robin Williams DVD marathon. Come off it, Jez. You said he was a moist-eyed camera hogger. Or our wedding day. I mean, that was a happy memory. Remember that? Wifey? And Jez doesn't seem to really appreciate what she's trying to do. Yeah, completely. So he immediately goes back to Mark and says, like, brilliant. Like, they have maybe a 10-second conversation and he's already, like, back to Mark saying, like, right, I need another guest pass to come back so we can have another 10-second conversation tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and he, like, Jez does the right thing, I think, in that he tries to remind her of, like, the good times. And this is what I was talking about, where, like, he gets a bad rep for shagging Tony. Yeah. Like, Nancy shagged other people the whole way through. Like, she yeah. had sex with Gwyn in front of Jez. Yeah. And I know that was a bit different. They were in their open relationship and this was their marriage. But she had but... made it clear it was a visa marriage. Yeah, completely. Um, so I think he still gets a bad rep for this. Yeah. And even though, like, yeah, you can argue, like, Jez is still messed up there. But Nancy doesn't take very long to retaliate at all by when she's moved in... And she's like, Jez, you'll have to sleep on the sofa because I'm going to bring some guy back tonight and I'm going to want to shag him. So it's hardly like... But that's like... after he's slept with Tony. Yeah, but it's still like... I don't know. I feel like she's had a... She hasn't like pulled any punches back. No, and I've always liked Nancy because she sees through Jez's bullshit, though. Like, she calls him oh. out on any bullshit that he gives. Yeah. Um, and when he says about like the Robin Williams DVD marathon, she says, come off it, Jez. You said he was a moist-eyed camera hogger. <clears throat> Which seems a bit harsh now, like, rest in peace, Robin Williams. <laughs> yeah. um, but he still keeps plugging in. He's like, or our wedding day? That was a happy memory, remember? <laughs> well, <where> Wifey! She... <laughs> when she left halfway through yeah. to go for an interview. But he's just clutching at straws now, and then she buggers off, doesn't she? Um, yeah. And he turns around to Mark and is like, well, I'll try again tomorrow. She'll probably feel differently about it. Yeah. And obviously, um, he wants another guest pass, but Mark is not giving him one. Um, no, they're worth they're worth a bit of money. He yeah, might want to give one to a friend yeah. that uh, he, uh, he doesn't, doesn't have. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I've only got three. Um, and he grinds him down, doesn't he? I think Jez presumably does get one of these guest passes because we'll see him back again. Um, and he says, faint heart never won fair maid. <laughs> yeah. And um, Mark's response is instant. It's like so quick. Yeah. Back, what does he say? The epigram that starts the stalker's manifesto. Yeah. <laughs> but the way that Jez is going to get round this, I think... <laughs> He's quite funny. Like, to be fair, like considering that Jez hasn't had any desire to work in the time that we've known him, in it shows how show, strongly he feels about Nancy. Yeah, even even if it is like a bit of a rebound thing post Suze, but I think there are genuine feelings there, even if yeah. it is a bit confused at the moment. But yeah, yeah for him to actually want to get a job. Um, <laughs> He must feel pretty strongly about it. And he feels strongly enough about it to get quite a low-paid job. So you do know it's very low pay? That's okay. I'm fine with that. And very long hours? I like long hours. You have to clean the toilets and pull the hair out of the plug holes. I like that. It sounds interesting. It's not interesting. I find that stuff interesting. Are you writing a novel or something? Don't want to seem overqualified. What's a novel? I don't know what the guy thinks that Jez's game is. Yeah, he seems to be very suspicious, doesn't he? Because he almost seems like he's tr he's trying to put him off it. Yeah, and I wrote, why is he trying to put him off this job? Um, so he gets the job, um, we presume, because the, 
the next scene is back to Mark and Mark and Matt. Yeah, post-workout. I think we get quite a lot of cuts in this episode because they've got two different lines of the episode running through at the same time. Yeah. There's a lot of jumping back and forth. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, like we said, Mark and Matt have just finished their, their workout. Um, time for a rub down. Time for a rub down. Um, have you ever had a sports massage? Um, I've not had a sports massage. I've had a deep tissue one though yeah like what like a, like a spa type one. yeah where they really dig in and i don't know whether that was what this is or whether this is a sports massage sports massages hurt like hell well it doesn't look like a particularly it essentially just looks like matt's rubbing his legs a bit yeah like i've had it done um before i did my half marathons i had like a sports massage it's so like deep into those muscles like more so than I've had like had deep tissue massages at spas and stuff like proper like into your yeah. core and I'm like Jesus <laughs> this hurts hurting in places I didn't even know I could hurt <laughs> yeah um, but Mark is not the sort of person I can imagine being particularly comfortable getting a massage A off a bloke or off a woman to be honest I don't think he's comfortable well yeah to be with... fair when he goes to the doctors to then have a look at his balls yeah. he's like please don't get an erection I think, yeah, I think he's worried about getting an erection with anyone around there isn't any chance at all I'm going to get an erection is there oh my god a man's hands all over my naked body I'm so tense I'm like Waterford Crystal I'm going to smash into a thousand pieces you feeling any more positive about the marriage uh, oh uh, yeah, kind of Come on, Mark. The body's the greatest lie detector there is. If there's any more knots in these calves, I'll put you forward for a scout badge. <laughs> well, I, I, I suppose the, the truth is I, I'm not really sure I, I want to get married. Whoa. Shit, that's heavy. I'm sorry to hear that. Right, well, you need to get yourself mentally prepared, dude. I can lend you this great book I've got on relationships. Uh, it's like he's got one hand on my body and the other in my brain. He's trying to do a bit of, like... The, men, the the physical therapy and then a bit of like mental therapy on, on Mark as well. Because yeah. he's clearly... Well, he's right. Like, your body is a lie detector. If you've got knots in your body, it's because you're stressed. Yeah. Like, that is true. That's not him trying to give any more pseudo bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but Mark's he, open straight up. He does, yeah. Surprisingly quickly. Maybe it's just the fact that he knows that, you know, Matt... They have no one in common other than Johnson, I guess. But... <laughs> He's sort of a confidant. And is there an element <laughs> where he's already told Sophie's dad? Yeah, I guess. Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? The p- closest person to Sophie, other than Mark himself, is her dad. And he already knows. Yeah. What's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah, I guess. Um, right. But he just doesn't want all his um, chickens coming home to roost, does he? Yeah. Um, I think that's the, he wants to be in control of the situation. Um but he doesn't like the fact that this bloke is delving into it. He's like, leave my brain alone. I get my brain training from Sudoku and Alan de Botton's weekly podcasts. And that's a good drop to, I think 2007 was presumably when podcasts were yeah, starting coming... to become a thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd agree. I don't know who Alan de Botton is, though. Um, no, I don't. I feel like I could have researched that before this episode yeah, started. Um, but either way, she's... Um, She's in his head, Matt's in his head, Yeah. Um, and it's, it's not looking good for Mark, is it? No. So then we stay at the gym, um, but we jump over to Jeremy. 
letting her go first, just as though she's the same as me, or even better. God, I'm amazing. I hope they get to go on the equipment free after hours. That would be nice for them. Hi, Nancy. Jeremy. Yeah, I work here now. Amazing coincidence, yeah? Yeah, amazing. Jez seems to think that this is, like, absolute gold. Yeah. And he's like, well, since we're working together now, like, I think it's important that I clear the air. And fair play to him. Like, it's important that I clear the air on cheating on you. Um, it was a terrible, terrible thing to do. I'm, well, I'm sorry. He, he really does grovel. Um, but then it goes from the, like, sublime to the absolute ridiculous. You know, I haven't even really had sex since you left. Really? Not even oral or foot jobs or tromboning? No, sure, maybe a bit of oral, but I could never really enjoy it. He slept with Sophie's mum. Oh, yeah. And somebody else in the meantime? He's kissed Sophie. Yeah, I'd forgotten about Penny, actually. Yeah, so he probably has, he has done, gone, you know, more than just... And presumably he slept with Big Sue's. He was with uh, Big Sue's in the meantime. Uh, I don't know. I don't know whether they got that far or not. But yeah, he's at least slept with Penny. We know that much. Well, Big Sue's was staying over at his house. They were staying over at the flat, wasn't she? And she was having showers oh, yeah. and stuff at the flat. Yeah, true. Yeah, they must have done. Yeah. So yeah, he slept with multiple people, actually. Um, and that's just the people he's actually slept with, not the people that he might have like met. Yeah. On, on... Just on the side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, fair enough. He's a bullshitter. That's what he is. Yeah. But it's clear, and but that seems to work on Nancy. Look, Jess, I'm not going to get back with you. But if we're working together, I guess we may as well try and be friends. Exactly. We'll be friends. Like the friends on Friends, who were such good friends, they got bored of being friends and started screwing each other. I guess that it's, it's a bit of a, um, a cliche plan, really, from Jeremy. They're just like... I'm going to grind a, her down. A, yeah, proximity and... Like, Stockholm Syndrome. Yes, yeah, yeah, sort of. Um, but it does seem to be working fairly quickly. But to him. it works for about five seconds before she turns around to him and says um, that she's really into judo and that the new instructor, Matt, who presumably is the uh, same Matt that we're talking about yeah. with, uh, with, yeah, with Mark, is a hundred degree hottie. Yeah. Oh Which yeah, like I mean, he's certainly. Um, heart. Yeah, but he is making progress. Like, already, he's quite quickly got her back on sides enough to be friends. So yeah, I, I think he's made good progress already. But then he shoots himself in the foot slightly by having to be like, "Whoa, God, I'd really love to bone him." Well, that's what you should do then. You should bone him. I'd like to watch. <laughs> He's already watched her have sex with somebody else before. Yeah, and it went terribly. Yeah, he cried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I can't imagine he really wants to do that in a hurry. And Well, he, he reminds himself, doesn't he? Like, yeah. uh, just remember, you know, you don't like watching someone you love having yeah. sex. <laughs> and it's very clear she's not interested in him because she immediately, as well as telling him that she wants to sleep with somebody else, she then tells him that he should sleep with somebody else and points out Eva. What about Eva? She doesn't have a boyfriend. Uh don't think so. She's not really my type. Is it because she's from the third world and used to live in a hut? Poland isn't in the third world, Nance. They don't live in huts. I suppose Americans, it's, you know, it's a, a long way away, Europe, especially Poland, which is no disrespect to Poland either, but it's not one of the major European company um, countries like in like a Britain UK or, or France, a Germany. Yeah. yeah, so I suppose like it's, I mean, we wouldn't 
necessarily know too much about uh, Honduras or something, or one of the smaller no. North American countries. But we definitely know more about America than America knows about us. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But I think Nancy comes across the whole way through her time in the show as not being very bright. Yeah, there's a level of... It has like of... an idyllic view of the world. Yeah, and... I think she's more ignorant than, than anything else. Yeah. But she's still pushing for Jez to try and go out on a date with Eva, sort of saying that she's a great girl and that she's uh, Nancy's best friend. Um, and he decides that rather than trying to date Eva, he's going to use her as a decoy and then try and accidentally kiss Nancy. <laughs> yeah. Oops, I can't imagine the, um, It's like a seven-year-old Yeah, it's not, a, it's not a very well-thought-through plan. Um <laughs> Support for podcast Secrets of the Pharaohs is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, all across Europe. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code PEEP at manscaped.com. So why do you need Manscaped's Lawnmower 4.0? Well, we've all got our own nightmare grooming stories about shaving our nether regions. Whether it's Nick's cuts and grazes or an unfortunate tale involving hair removal cream, it can seem like you're always a moment away from disaster. Not with the Lawnmower 4.0. After using it myself, it really does make a massive difference. It's quick, easy to use, and most importantly, I felt safe while using it. With the Lawnmower 4.0, Manscaped have engineered the ultimate groin trimmer, with their advanced skin-safe technology making you confident to shave your boys. So, if you're like Mark and are worried about your testicles looking abnormal, the Lawnmower 4.0 can give you the confidence to do something about it and make your balls feel like a million dollars. So go on, start shaving your testicles like it's the most natural thing in the world, and get 20% off and free shipping with the code PEEP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code PEEP. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. But we skip away from these from these two and we, we reacquaint ourselves with Mark, don't we? Yeah, so Mark's eating, isn't he, at the bar. And Jez is amazed by the sandwiches and he's like, they have these sandwiches that don't come from shops. They make them themselves. <laughs> yeah. I think Jez comes across as really stupid in this episode. Yeah, totally. He makes a comment about being the first English white person on the cleaning staff, which yeah. he seems to sort of wear like a, a badge of honour, even though we, we know he's doing it purely for Nancy. There's, yeah. no, there's nothing else about it. I'm getting a whole new view of life. The other side of the potato. They have these sandwiches, but they don't come from shops. They make them themselves. I make my own sandwiches, Jeremy. Making your own sandwiches is not an indication of a gritty life on the never-never. It's like Titanic. You're upstairs in your starch collar, or I'm down below decks dancing a jig with the Poles and the Africans, having a better time than you could possibly imagine. So in one instance, he's like, I'm better than all these shit munchers, the, the cleaners, but at the same time, I'm one of them, I'm one of the working class. Yeah. <laughs> we're, 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 we're being fought by the man and all this sort yeah of we're all in it together yeah, yeah it's it's weird jeremy's attitude towards these other workers well mark treats him like a skivvy doesn't he? he's like just make sure you clean up the changing room toilets there's a big pool of rusty water in the urinals and it turns my stomach yeah and this was the other example when we were talking earlier about how mark likes to 
be in a position of power over him. I think Mark very much likes the fact that he's eating at the bar and Jeremy's working on that bar. And so as an employee, Mark can make a request of him. And he has to do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think he does take quite a bit of pleasure in that. Yeah, so Mark gets a phone call from Sophie. Hello? Hi, Mark. What you doing? Oh, just uh, hanging out in the gym, you know, pushing for the burn. Oh, right. I was hoping I might see you tonight. Oh... Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. It's just I, I've got a session book with Matt and... Uh... Well, I wouldn't want to stop you getting fit and healthy for the wedding. <laughs> Physical well-being. The perfect alibi. I'll see you tomorrow in the office. OK, then. See you. Bye. I think she's just pining for him a bit, isn't she? Yeah, she's wondering where he is because Mark seems to be regularly not available. He seems to be spending an awful lot of time at the gym. But he's eating. He's having like a yeah, sausage he, and mash or something. Yeah, with loads of mash and he's got a beer on the side yeah. and he's saying to her like, oh, you know, I'm pushing for the beer. And he sips the beer as he's saying it, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, it's almost like, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, and again, she sort of buys that. Yeah, but this excuse starts to wear thin quite quickly as the episode goes on. Well, he's not losing any weight, is he? He's not getting any yeah. fitter. And when he's anything, filling he's his... putting it on. <laughs> yeah, and when he's filling his plate full of mash later on... God, that bloke loves mash, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, when he's filling his plate with mash later on, she's like, Mark, are you sure you can eat all of this? So Mark's quite clear here that he... he just resents Sophie. Yeah, he's, and he's very had... much actively avoiding her. The excuse of, oh, I'm doing a workout, he's now extending that to just, I'll be at the gym just so I don't need to be around you. Yeah, and he puts the phone down and he sort of rolls his eyes towards Jez and just goes, Sophie. Yeah. Um, And it's just... It's sort of dawning on everyone more and more and more that this just is absolutely horrible to see it deteriorate yeah um but we'll see where that goes to by the end of the episode i think um and jez's changes tactics so the next scene we see he's changed his tactics towards nancy hasn't he yeah so they he sort of um walks like lures nancy into his plan and he's saying like you know what actually i do like Eva, and um you know let sort sort me out like hook me up with a putting a good word or whatever but then she returns and says oh why don't you um you put in a good word for me with matt and i'll do the same with Eva, um and then like you know we could double date on it um i do love jeremy's just like brutally not even brutally honest but he just goes like oh are you, are you sure you want to do that there's a good chance he might just laugh in your face and call you a slag <laughs> <laughs> here's a couple of great lines in this though before the line about being a slag, um, he says, you know me, uh, Nancy, I don't have a type. If it moves, I'll try and hump it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of good back and forth in this scene. So they decide they're going to put in a good word for each other and they'll have a staff party on Thursday and it'll all be good. Yeah, absolutely. And and she thanks him, going like, oh, geez, like, you're awesome, Jez. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm awesome. An awesome shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the cuckoo in the nest, the python in the toy box. <laughs> None of those make sense. <laughs> uh, well, the cuckoo in the nest makes sense. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. I suppose a python in a toy box isn't a great thing to happen. Yeah, that actually isn't a That's thing. not a thing that a cuckoo yeah. in the nest is. Yeah. Um, but And then he follows, and quite possibly, the man of your dreams. <laughs> but aren't cuckoos meant to be in nests? Well, cuckoos lay their eggs in other... 
birds' nests, don't they? Oh, of course, yeah. Okay. And then they they effectively like bully other birds into. I just didn't understand. We're a nature podcast. We are. (laughs) Next week on. uh... Do you prefer there's turkeys? There's a... <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's um, dogs. And he's, like, staring at Nancy. Like, yeah. so Nancy walks off, and she goes to, like, read a magazine or something. Yeah, she just walks away from him, but not really away from him. Yeah. And she sits down just... the other side, and what does he say? And quite possibly, the man of your dreams. Yeah, and he's so just weird. staring at her, and she's looking back at him like, are you okay? Yeah. Like, it's a bit weird. Um... So to execute the plan, uh, Jeremy sort of goes and approaches Matt... Um, and instead of delivering the real message, he tells Matt that... Uh, um, I've got a message from Nancy on reception. The gorgeous blonde? Yeah, she says she's seen you looking at her and she thinks you're disgusting. Oh, shit. Yeah, she says you stare at her like a sex offender. And if you keep doing it, she'll call the police. God, well, she did smile at me once, so I just caught her eye. Can you tell her I'm sorry? I'll tell her. But she says if she sees you doing it again, she knows some bad dudes and they'll... (sighs) Do you even want to know? Well, I better. She says they'll rip your cock off and stuff it in your mouth. Jeez. Sorry to be the messenger. Don't shoot me. He's playing it all badly, Why does Matt buy this, though? Like, it's so unrealistic. Does this happen? I, I don't know. It's never happened to me. I've never asked out. Yeah. A girl. I've never asked out a girl. If I did ask out a girl from work, I ended up marrying her. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't get told that she knew somebody who was gonna like rip my cock off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Matt's quite surprised because he had caught her eye genuinely, and he makes a comment that she smiled at him, and so he thought, oh, you know, I'm just smiling back, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so I think it is a bit of a shock for him that. Obviously, yeah. Jez is making all this up, isn't but, he? But Jez thinks he's turned into some absolute, like, hero at this stage. Because he's like, that's fine, mate. I've got you back. And I've got your hairy plums in the palm of my hand. Yeah. And as though he's like, I'm in complete control of this situation Yeah, now. like I'm the puppet master. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, once again, we cut. Like I said, we cut quite a few times in this uh, episode. But we bounce back to Mark and Sophie. And Mark is piling on the food scoop after scoop Scoop. and he says doesn't he he's like who cares if I put on weight I'm engaged to be married mating season is over (laughs) and uh, Sophie is watching him and the look of disgust on her face as he's feeding himself is just is just horrible Um, and she says the question I just think this question if you're asking yourself this a couple of months before you get married she just turns to him and says do you think we're a good couple yeah there is only one answer you can give to that question yeah. And as somebody who's recently married, definitely didn't get asked that question. <laughs> um, and I'd like to think that as you, somebody who is soon to be married, I that that question that doesn't question. get asked. <laughs> because I think if you're having to ask that question, then there's obviously some like, yeah. element of doubt. Well, I mean, she's starting to Latch catch on. up. Yeah, that there is something wrong here, that they're not spending as much time together now. Mark seems to be avoiding her a bit. But she said right at the beginning when they first got engaged, like, I know we have our differences. Very true. Like, I mean, his was like more history, not going to the gym. Maybe maybe that's where the penny is dropping because yeah. going to the gym is such an unlike Mark thing to be doing. Yeah, but he's being more active in avoiding her. Like, yeah. even he's... 
he doesn't want to be with her that much that he's doing other things he wouldn't want to do. But, but is she just that stupid or naive that she's like, oh, he is genuinely trying to wait for the wedding? I think to begin with, yes. But but I don't even think that's being stupid on Sophie's part. Because I think a lot of people do that that even might not, you know, join the gym. Because a wedding, yeah, you do want to look your best. But I think she is starting to catch on that, yeah, actually, this is... It's too unusual for Mark, and if he's doing something he doesn't want to do just so he doesn't want to be with me, like, that says an awful lot. Yeah. But she's about to break into his bunker. (laughs) She's about to discover that... um... Yeah, so she questions whether they spend enough time together. And so she says that she's going to join the gym, doesn't she? Yeah, and it's actually a really nice bit of effort from Sophie. And do you know what? I've when I watch this and she makes the comment about You just seem to spend so much time in the gym, you seem to love it so much. I was thinking maybe I might join. Shit. Oh well that that would be great. I'd like to see more of Nancy, and I think it'd be fun the two of us doing something like that together. I could go on the exercise bike in front of you and we could pretend you were chasing me. Yeah. Like, that's quite cute. Like I know that like Sophie can be a bit of an annoying character. But that's cute. Yeah, I think it's really sweet of her. She's actually trying to... She's seen that, oh, you know what? We don't spend enough time together. So she's the one that's actually reaching out and saying, look, how can we sort this? Yeah. Whereas Mark is doing the complete opposite. He's using every opportunity to run a mile. Brilliant. She's located my bunker and now she's invading. She's flushing me out with dogs and grenades and a sincere desire to spend time with me. Oh no, the woman that loves me and that I claim to love actually wants to spend time with me. Like, as though it's some really, really bad thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, do, I feel increasingly sorry for Sophie as this series goes on. Yeah. And Mark's just becoming more of an arsehole. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he comes across well at all in this episode, but yeah, in the series generally. It's a low it's... point for, for Mark. Even though remember... he's, he's arguably at his most entertaining. And we've got to remember in the next episode... He tries to have an affair. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd forgotten about that, that that's coming out. Yeah, this this series is a very It doesn't reflect well on Mark, does it? No. It doesn't show him in a very positive light. No, not at all. No. Uh, but talking of being reflected in a positive light, we watched this episode together in preparation for our notes and we both did the same thing at the same time in this scene. So we cut to um, the staff party, which is happening at the gym, which is quality, like just saunas, like champagne. It's a quality venue for a party. Um, And we hear Jez's internal monologue. Staff party, Nancy, sauna, champagne. This is the kind of thing that should be happening to me on a daily fucking basis. As though... This is like the rock star life. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, and we both pause and we're like, Nancy is looking fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he opens the sauna door and Nancy's just sitting there in a bikini. And uh, yeah, for someone who's been on crystal meth for a year and a half, she's looking damn good. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, I don't get how Jez ever pulls her. Yeah. Like, he's a bum. Well, even Jeremy doesn't know either. There's a point, I think, in series two where he's just like, how is this happening? Yeah. Like, but... Don't ask yourself that because you, if you tug at that thread, it, you know, you're not going to like what you find. Yeah, you're going to unravel all of I've this. I've just got to do everything I can to hang on to her. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Jez goes into the sauna to join Nancy and she immediately questions where Eva is because obviously that's who he's meant to be on the date with. 
Yeah. And uh, Jez says something about going in a flotation tank. And that's sort of a throwaway remark at that point. Yeah, he, but he alludes to that they've fallen out. Yeah, he? they've had a bit of a disagreement. Um, and <laughs> his next line, I've used this every time we go to a sauna. Could use my sauna line. Oh, it's like a sauna in here. <laughs> Classic line. That is just a great line. Gotta manoeuvre more dates into saunas. But I think the problem is, Jez thinks this is a genuinely good line because Nancy laughs at it. I, I think it is. In Matt, that, but it's so I, done. Yeah, I know, but I I still enjoy it and Nancy gets a kick out of it. I think it is a bit like, oh, you roll your eyes at it, but it does get a bit of a, like... <laughs> Yeah, she doesn't laugh hysterically, but she does giggle at it. I think yeah. it is worth that. And I think it just shows him that she's still... She's not mad at him. No, he's continuing to put in decent work. work. Yeah, and... it is actually going pretty well for him. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we know what Jez has said to Matt, but obviously Nancy still is unaware of what's been said. So when she says Matt spent the whole evening looking past her and ignoring her, then... That sort of you have to remember. You go, oh yeah, shit, yeah. Jez um, stitched him up, didn't he? Yeah. We sort of forgot. We forgot about that part. But Jez does better than just stitching, like him up by saying what she said. He then makes up a load of stuff as to what Matt said in the first place. He said he's not really into anything serious at the moment. He's looking for quote unquote a fuck monkey. A fuck monkey. He said that. Yeah, and not even the good kind of fuck monkey. I can't believe he would say that. I don't know why Nancy's put off by that. We've seen and heard about some of the things that Nancy likes to get up to. Like, I thought she wouldn't mind being a fuck monkey. Like, yeah. whatever that involves. Like, Nancy's into some mad shit. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she'd love to... Well, it turns out later on... It, it's not enough to put her off, she, is yeah, it? Yeah, she says that she is up for it. But, um, yeah, that did surprise me a little bit about Nancy. Men do and say horrible things. I know I have. I'm lucky because I've been given another chance to be your friend. And I wouldn't trade a moment of that friendship for a lifetime of fuck monkey jungle action. <laughs> and there's that moment, because we get the point of view, where they're clearly starting to come together as though they might be about to kiss. Yeah, there's a hint of... I'm not sure if they're going to kiss. But like the but eye contact between yeah, the two of them, especially. It, but yeah, there's but, something there. But before we get the chance to anything to come of it anyway, the alarm starts going off. Which is presumably, well, they say is uh, even the flotation tank. Yeah, and it turns out that Jeremy's put a load of weight on so it. It's so bad. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, and he, he tries to sort of just like brush it off and say, "Oh, like a stoned weightlifter must have yeah. put them there." And then when she comes out and she's clearly like having a panic attack, he's like, "Ah, oh, you must be really bloody relaxed." Yeah, there are worse places to get trapped. Yeah, I love the delivery on that. Yeah, that line is brilliant from Jez. So we jump forward to perhaps the next day and uh, and Mark is on the exercise bike and he's having another session with Matt. Uh, but initially we get the point of view of uh, of a woman and she's on one of those... Um, I don't know what the actual those, name like, of it is. It's not called the sexualizer. Yeah, the, the like thigh machines, like where she's using your thighs essentially yeah. to, to push um, some weight, like squeeze your thighs together. Yeah, Mark refers to it as the sexualizer, which is yeah. I don't think there's any getting around that. <laughs> no, it's and yeah, it's, it is. It it sort of does what it says. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's not an it's not a machine that I think men use in the gym. I think it is one of those machines that is a predominantly 
female-used machine. Yeah. Never seen a bloke on one of those in the gym. No, I don't think I have. Yeah. Um, and Mark is aware of how bad it is. He's like, Ugh, why do they have to park the bikes right in front of the sexualizer? Be so demeaning to get a bonk on while exercising. And this is, I think, the point where Matt turns from being kind of motivational, inspirational towards Mark to just a full-on bellend. So how's the food plan going? What did you have for dinner last night? Well, I, I was late in, so the fridge was bare, right? What was it, dude? Pizza from San Marcos. San Marcos? When there's a sushi bar right next door? You know, you're going to end up fat like a house. I mean, take a look at my stomach. Let's have a look at yours. Oh, God. Which is better? Could claim mine is better. Yours. Exactly. So no more pizza. Now, what are you doing tonight? Go to the pub with Jeremy. Don't go to the pub with Jeremy. Ask Sadie out for a smoothie. Yeah, but why? Well, you need some more options now. Things are going down the shitter with Sophie. Right, yeah, but be a bit quiet maybe, Matt. I'll relax, fat boy. Matt is now starting to control what he does in his spare time. Yeah, he's very forward here. Yeah, he says about stuff going up the shitter with Sophie, doesn't he? Or yeah, down the he says, like, oh, you need some more options now that it's going down the shitter with Sophie. Just, like, quite openly yeah. to the rest of the gym. Like, if Nancy had been walking past, it's... yeah, It's a dangerous game. Yeah, I'm not, not too sure about that. No. That's when he gets right into in his face. He's like, no, can you take some more? Do you want some more, do you? Do you want it? Do you want it? No! What? No, I, I don't want it! Alright? Fuck off! You've made it too hard, I can hardly fucking pedal! No mountain is that hard, it's just not realistic! And I think that's surely, like, at that point we know the relationship between Matt and Mark is broken. Like, you can't scream back at your personal trainer like that and expect... Yeah. Like, you can't have that... With somebody, like, with a friendship, like, if I had an argument with you and I ended up shouting in your face, like, we'd come back from it. Yeah. But like somebody you don't really know who you're paying to do stuff. You can't talk to somebody like that. Yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think it's just the... We don't realise how sour that relationship is suddenly going to turn. No, not at all. Um, so instead we, we jump back to the flat and uh, Mark has got some bad news for Jeremy. I think this is my favourite scene of the episode. Okay, I've got two bits of bad news. One affecting me and the other affecting you. Which do you want to hear first? Uh... The one affecting me, then I can have the one affecting you as dessert. That kind of sums up their relationship a bit. There's quite a bit of like, uh, like Schadenfreude yeah. between them, where they do sort of take a bit of pleasure in each other's misfortune. misfortune. Like yeah, if something's going sure. bad for them, as long as the other one's going through something just as bad or worse, then it kind of it brightens up their day in yeah. some weird twisted way. So we discover that the bad news affecting Jez is that Nancy hasn't bought the Matt Townsend stuff and they're still going out for a date. Um, and that is really pissed Jez off. And he says like he's depressed about it. Um, but Mark then shares his bad news, which is that Sophie's planning to join the gym. Which Jez can't seem to understand why it's so bad. Because on the face of it, it's not. But yeah. then when Mark reveals that he's told Matt about that he wants to break it off with Sophie we realise that he's up a creek without a paddle. Yeah, so Mark is basically worried that with Sophie joining the gym, she's going to be in contact with Matt at some point, even if it's just in passing, and there's a chance that she might sort of unravel his web of lies. Um, and I guess Mark, you know, Mark doesn't want that to happen, even though he doesn't want to get married. But this is what I was talking about earlier. He He likes the fact he doesn't want to marry her, 
but realistically he knows he's never going to break it off. Yeah, which is... Until he gets to panic stations right at the end. Yeah, I, yeah, I find it weird, because you'd think that it would be quite ideal for it to come out in some other way, and then Mark sort of doesn't have to be the one to to break the relationship off. But the reality of the situation is massively different to how he's thinking about it in his head. Well, yeah. And he's, he talks, to, he's pacing around the room... And he's saying that Sophie is his chance to be a proper human being. Um, and then Jeremy gets up and starts pacing as well, worrying about what the situation with Nancy. And Mark makes a funny comment about how they can't both pace. Like It's like a prison yard in here. And it's nowhere near as serious the situation that Mark is... Or the, serious, the situation that Jez is in in comparison to Mark. Oh, God, no. Like, he's fine, really. Yeah. Like, the oh, guy... it's just the girl he's after... That isn't in love with him. Yeah. Like boo-hoo sort of thing. Yeah. So they concoct a plan. We need to get rid of Matt. Yeah, get rid of Matt. And fast, before Nancy asks him out. We need a clever plan. What would de Botton do? An evil Alain de Botton? Kill him? There's an incinerator around the back of the gym. De Botton wouldn't kill. We're not going to kill him. We could say he poos in the pool. Hmm. That's, that's not beyond the realms of possibility. He'd definitely get the sack for that. Plus, what kind of a freak would do that? It should screw his chances with Nancy for good. <laughs> yes, could work. Although, I suppose, I mean, one of us would have to... in, in the pool. Nah, we'll just lie. Shame, in a way, because I've always kind of wanted to poo in a pool. Really? I did not know that about you. Yeah, they both seem very on board with the plan, which yeah. is quite rare for these two, really. Normally when they formulate a plan. It's one of them telling the other one it's stupid. Yeah, quite yeah. often Mark's the hesitant one in some of these like outlandish schemes, but even Mark's on board with the, the pooing in the pool. Yeah. And it's doable. It's more doable than putting him in an incinerator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the way Mark just goes, really? I did not know that about you. The way it's... he says that, it's like he's losing the plot. It's just the whole thing is just... Well, it, it seems so casual. To the, It's the sort of... That isn't the sort of thing that you say that about. No. it's That's the sort of thing like, oh, I really like um, heavy metal music. Like, it's like, oh, really? Like, I wouldn't expect that of you, like, knowing you as I do. No <laughs> one, no one has a desire to shit in a pool. Apart <laughs> yeah. from Jeremy Esborn, apparently. It's, um, yeah, it's really weird. But the plan comes to fruition. Yeah, so before we know it, we're in a meeting, aren't we? With uh, the manager of the gym, the one who gave Jeremy the job. Yeah, the Scottish bloke. Yeah. And Mark is saying, I, I really don't feel comfortable about this. And Jez is saying, no, like, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Just follow me and we'll be fine. Because <laughs> all good plans start with follow Jeremy's lead. <laughs> and I think this episode is a really great episode for like acting within acting. Like the way they act acting. Say acting uh, more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know the way they like over the top um, have to act as though that something bad has happened yeah uh, they open with the manager starts doesn't he and talks about how um 
they wanted to talk about the the item that was in yes. the pool, and he holds the bag up with a bit of shit There's in it. There's so much shit in that bag; it's massive. <laughs> and he holds it with like his pen or something, yeah. doesn't he? Like he doesn't want to touch it in any way, which I found really funny. Which Mark then replies with, "Oh my god, he actually did it. He actually couldn't resist." <laughs> yeah, and he turns towards Jess, and Jess has got this like quite sheepish look about him, just like, "Oh yeah, I, I didn't tell you about that." <laughs> and I, I don't know whether it's that the manager doesn't believe them or he's just uh, he seems weirdly like happy to just sort of brush it under the carpet or maybe Matt's like, one of his better employees yeah like. there seems to be something there because he's just like alright okay thank you we'll get it I'll, sorted I'll... cheers for letting us know about it we'll move on yeah there doesn't seem to be any sort of gravity to the situation no until Jeremy decides to sort of spontaneously take it to the next level without having discussed it with Mark and uh, saying like oh but what, what was that other thing you told me about Mark like about your knob <laughs> the way he says that is brilliant so immediately the manager has to summon matt because it's obviously a little bit more well i say a little bit <laughs> much more it's serious. got it's, it's gone from some public indecency to like sexual assault yeah so it's taken to a whole new level so we cut quickly to matt being in the room with them and he's obviously like completely perplexed by the situation he's got because neither of the things he's done yeah poor guy (laughs) i do feel bad for matt um and mark's so awkwardly sat in the middle of the two of them isn't he like i don't think mark wants it this badly like the whole way his eyes are darting to matt the whole time yeah because he just knows he's he's stitching him up big time. Yeah, I think it's a pretty poor... Like, were you talking about how acting within acting sort of thing? I think Mark's acting is pretty piss poor, to be honest. I'm yeah. surprised that the manager really gives it any but, sort of... But it has to be... It has to be recognised to a certain extent. They can't just go, no, you're bullshitting us. Yeah, So it came I out guess. to be true. It has to be investigated. But Matt is quite rightly fuming about it. He's like, Mark, why are you doing this? Like... It's my career. Yeah. Like, and a fair play. Like, Matt's got a point. Like, he's not just doing it and being like, oh, he's getting a detention yeah. at school. Like, if he has a... He's a, he's a massage therapist. Yeah, and how is he going to get another job? Like, reason for leaving last job? Sexually um... assaulted the previous client. <laughs> yeah. Like, ridiculous. And Mark even says, maybe it would have been simpler just to kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and says, like, I should know how to. And I always remember this line. He says, I, I should know how to kill someone by now. I've watched enough CSI. Mm. Um, and people always say to me, the amount of, like, true crime documentaries I watch. Like, if if I killed... If somebody died that was close to me, then uh, if the police looked through my internet, like, history, <laughs> they'd be like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Matt's gone. Yeah, Matt does lose his job, quite incredibly. And Um, Nancy can't believe it. So we cut to Nancy speaking to Jez, don't we? Um, And she sort of says, I can't believe they got rid of him. And 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 Jez says, but Nancy's a pool pooer. You know what that that means? (laughs) He poos in the pool. (laughs) Yeah. So so they're on this um, double date. So Jez, Nancy... Uh, Sophie and Mark and they're all doing judo together yeah. so it's the first that we see Sophie at the gym with Mark and they, they look sweet again they're, and again she says what does she say she's like I'm going to beat your ass Carrigan yeah they're actually sort of having a laugh having a little bit of a tussle and Mark just seems his monologue again is coming out with like there's that conflict within him maybe we'll be happy ever after maybe I'll look back and say judo brought us together Maybe we'll have a judo-themed wedding and get married in judo suits and I'll cut the cake with my hand. Again, it's Mark's monologue running away with him again. 
But um, before it has the chance to run away too far, Matt appears. Yes, because they while they can sack him, they can't stop him from turning up as a as a student. But also, yeah, he's got, but he's gone from being the instructor of that class to the attendant. Attendant. Yeah. Well, I think there's there's only really one reason he's there. I think he knows. Oh, he's there to beat the shit out of Mark. Yeah, he? he knows that there's a good chance that he'll see them there in some yeah. way. Yeah. Um, and we can see that he's a black belt, so he probably shouldn't be with the absolute beginners no, either. Not. So he, he has sought them out. <laughs> and Mark worries because he's he's come to a place where he's allowed to kick me. <laughs> like he, if he wants to beat the shit out of me, he can, and no one can complain. So he uses Sophie as a like a human shield. Um, and Jeremy quickly goes after Mark reviews like, oh, look, there's Jeremy over there, by the way. If you yeah. want to beat him up, <laughs> well. like, throws him under the bus big time. You're pathetic, Corrigan. Do you know that? A pathetic, flabby worm. He's here too. Oh, that's great. Thanks a lot. It's all right, Jez. You, use your woman as a human shield. Matt, violence never solved anything. Love thy neighbour as thyself. Yeah, exactly. Fuck off. Well, you can't stay hiding there forever. He thinks we can't stay hiding here forever. He really doesn't know us at all, does he? We'll happily stay here till the end of time. I don't really get how this situation gets resolved, though. No, I don't. presumably he doesn't beat them up. Yeah, they Strange. They get- they get, maybe they just tell them they call the teacher and tell on Matt, I don't know. Call but, the teacher. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, the, the credits roll there and the episode finishes. Good episode. Yeah, like better say. episode than... Better episode now we've reviewed it, I think, than it was having yeah. watched it. I think there's some really good parts of it. Definitely. I think it's just a case. It's a, it's a very good episode. It's just sat between some other like absolutely fantastic ones, yeah. so it, it doesn't get quite the shine that it perhaps deserves but yeah really really enjoyed that one yeah right should we go on with a quiz yes absolutely fancy a punt on the quizzy shit a bit of data out of that bunged up brain box i'll do the buttons do the answers so question number one i've only got four questions this week because i definitely didn't forget i needed to do the quiz for this week's episode um so i'll start with a couple of easy ones and then we'll go a little bit harder so, how much is each guest pass worth at the gym? £14. Uh, £14, yeah. What was the name of the spa? Like, what was the name of the gym? Um, we see it written yeah, on a sign. And um, she um, answers the phone with it as well. Oh, does she? Uh, it's like Champers? Sh- yeah, Champers, which I googled is not a real... You've got Champneys, which is the... Yeah, real that's company. the real one, yeah. Okay, two for two. Who did Jez make a joke about? So when he talks about um, he upset Ava, what does he make a joke about that upset her? She makes a comment about hip-hop. Oh, damn, that's the one I remember. Um, uh, I don't know. Is it... Is it someone like famous from Poland yeah, or something it is. yeah it is I'm not going to give it to you for that though nah okay yeah, I don't know it's Lech Walesa who was the first like democratically elected president of Poland uh, okay that, was, that would have been hard for you to get yeah um, this one I'd, if you've got this one you've had a very fine eye for detail um, when they are at the pool um, it says about the pool depth oh what was Christ. the pool depth uh it doesn't seem that deep. 
1.4 meters. Oh, 1.35. Oh, <laughs> round it up, mate. I'll give you yeah. that one. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll give two out of four. Not not too bad, but uh, having worked with Thomas Cook and knowing a lot about hotels, like 1.4 meters is like the standard pool <laughs> So I went with that. I feel like that's that's yeah. I'll take that. Well, as soon as I came up with that quiz as we were watching the episode this morning in preparation, <laughs> I don't think that quiz was too bad. No, yeah, very good. Okay, there we go then. That's the end of episode three of series four. So thank you for joining us as always. And if you've enjoyed the show, please take a moment to leave us a review. And if you haven't done so already, although we're we're four series deep, so I don't know why you wouldn't have, but you can subscribe to us right here. Uh, Join us next week for episode four of series four, which is called Handyman. And we get to meet the Orgazoids, don't we? It's a cracking and, uh, episode. Jeremy, he's had a job at this episode and he gets a, another job. It's <laughs> a different <laughs> sort of job. Um, so if you'd like to get in touch with us, ask a question, leave feedback, all that good stuff, you can email us at podcastsecretsofthepharaohs at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at podcastpharaohs. And on Facebook, just search Podcast Secrets of the Pharaohs. And like we um, shouted out at the... the the start of the episode um our two patreons um so if you want to follow us on patreon or get involved in that stuff um i'll put the link in the description um anything you want to add rob no we start Let, off? Yeah, yeah again another good episode um and just yeah really enjoying being back bring on bring on episode four absolutely all right there we go then that's all from us thank you very much for listening and thank you for joining me rob do you want it do you <laughs> <laughs>